I will say though, I feel like you get to wear hats all the time if you want, and you don't ever have messy hair, and your head never probably your head never gets Dude, hot. My morning like prep routine is like basically zero. Well, in your head, and let me just reiterate, your head never gets hot. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm not wearing beanies all the time because I'm like ashamed of my bald head i'm really not it's just cold it's just i'm cold all the time your head is cold my little my little scalp and that makes complete sense yeah so it's not like a in denial thing it's no i never thought it was because i hear you talk about your cold head all the time yeah it's all it's all i talk about you just literally you walked in here five minutes ago and said oh it's chilly in here it's just like what what a bald head is is like when you lick your finger and hold it up in the wind and it's like that sensitive that's what it's like having a bald head all the time <laughs> like any shift in the wind you're you just know you know instantly you're like oh winds from the north just shifted yeah i can feel a hurricane coming like can you imagine the globe if john snow was bald well he would not have been nearly as popular a character <laughs> you don't think he would not have united the do you think what made John the wildlings? Do you think what made him popular was his hair or it his heart? It certainly helped. It didn't <laughs> it hurt. It certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> it didn't hurt. I think it was his heart. His heart? Yeah, not his hair. Yeah. I mean it helped that he was like a good Attractive. looking guy with some nice dark hair. He's a short king. Yeah. He's one of our short kings. He was a short king. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to professional appreciators. We're just uh, two regular movie fans with professional equipment Mm. trying to help you guys figure out out of all the endless amounts of content there is nowadays, what's uh, worth watching, what's worth giving your time to. Um, Today, we're going to talk about um, the best movies you haven't seen, so Hidden Gems or movies that flew under the radar. Movies we feel like have been slept on a little bit. Yeah. Basically, like anytime I'm talking to someone who's not a huge movie fan, but like wants to like, what's something you would suggest? Like, what's a movie suggest? You'd These suggest, are the ones yeah. I go to. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube, I want to say if you don't want to sit through like the chit chat, I'm gonna put the timestamp to the main discussion right there, and you can just fast forward there. Um, but if you're a hardcore fan and you want to listen to all the garlic bread talk yeah, or bald head discussion. No, no, no. We call small talk garlic bread talk now. <laughs> that's, a, that's the code <laughs> that's for the small code. talk. It's garlic bread talk. Yeah, garlic bread talk right there. Get a little garlic bread talk yeah. here at the top. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're one of those people, then uh, enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. So, well, before we get to the main topic today... I came up with a little oh, game. Oh yeah, I came yeah, up with yeah. a little game Dude, that I, I completely to play. forgot about this. I know. I've been keeping you in the dark because I want you Andrew, to be completely off. He dark. has been talking about this for a week and a half. Okay, let's not hype it up too much. Since like Thanksgiving week, he's been talking about this, and yeah. he's been like, "Oh, I've got like a little quiz I want you to do or something." And he's like, "But I'm not going to tell you what yeah. it is." So quiz. I've just been in suspense for ten days. What if I just like pull out a huge binder? <laughs> <laughs> I have a little quiz. Yeah, it shouldn't take long. Yeah, it's just a hundred social. Pages. <laughs> um, I'm stealing your identity. No. Okay, so I was bored the other day or the other week. Nice. I came up with this game. I want to see if you can pass. <laughs> you have questions typed out on your phone. <laughs> I do. I have a you little note. Psychopath. <laughs> Where was, what am I supposed to type them? Write them on my arm? Get a get a pen and paper. Just remember them. No, you well, well because you framed it. Let me just let yeah. let me let you okay. know yeah. how you framed it. You framed it like it's like I, I came across this like BuzzFeed quiz I want you to take. 
That's how you framed it. That's what I've been expecting. And now for you to pull out your phone with yeah. just jotted down notes makes me think no. it's like you, you spent time developing a game with like rules and a world yeah. that like, like kind of a Parks and Rec, uh, Cones of Dunshire. Oh, Cones of Dunshire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not that intense. Not I that just, elaborate. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm ready so for it. I have a list of quotes now okay here's how this works i'm going to read you the quote and you're going to have to guess if it's either uh -huh. a line from a terrence malick film oh my god or a lyric <laughs> of taylor swift's uh, <laughs> i call this okay. game terrence malick or taylor swift you know with uh the release of, kind of on the nose but the right. re-release of red yeah you know taylor's version this game is andrew's version you know what the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Yeah. Well, are you going to open this can of worms right now? Are you going to open this can of worms? You know what? Hold on. No. Hold on. If you're going to open this no. can of worms, I got to get my LaCroix going. Oh, by the way, for LaCroix, listen to the best snap in the game right here. You ready? I'm ready. Woo! You should have held it a little closer to the mic. Oh, that's, that's a okay. crispy boy. We'll get it next time. I don't have headphones. I know. What kind of operation? Maybe we're not professional. Mm. What kind of operation is this? I'll have this? to get you some headphones. Uh, 10 minute version. Um, I shouldn't get into it. No, you shouldn't. I really shouldn't. Get I think into it's good. It. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe another time. It. Maybe yeah. another time. Okay. So Terrence Malick or Taylor Swift. All right. Are you ready? Yes. You're playing for nothing. <laughs> Their enjoyment. Oh, I thought that was the first lyric. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Taylor I Swift. Make stuff up. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Here we go. <clears> hmm. <throat> My pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand. Is that a line from a Terrence Malick movie? That's Taylor Swift. Or Taylor Swift. That's Taylor Swift. Yes. That's from the song Ivy. Knew for it. any of you uh, people out there who are interested. Knew it. Okay. Here we go. We thought we could just roll and tumble, live from song to song, kiss to kiss. Oh, that's Terrence Malick. Final answer. Yes. That's Terrence Malick. Okay, you that's made from, me... That's you, from Song, song to song. song. Yeah. You made me doubt myself there at the end with like, final Do you answer? remember song, of, song to Song? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, you don't want love. You want a love experience. Oh. You're two for two right now. You don't want love. You want a love experience. Yeah. Is that Terrence Malick or Taylor Swift? Shoot. It could go either way. That's what's so that weird. One, that one could go either way because on one hand, I don't necessarily believe Terrence Malick would say something as simply as just using the word love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got a thesaurus. Right. <laughs> right. But then the like as a whole, it does kind of sound like something he would say. I'm going to go Taylor Swift. Here's the thing. Here's the key to this game. It's like, but it also doesn't help is you just picture the line being delivered with a, like a long tracking shot in like the wilderness with like, yeah. with like the grass billowing in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. You said who? Wait, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. That's actually from Knight of Cups. Oh. That's from Knight of Cups. <clears throat> Underrated Terrence Malick film, Dang. in my opinion. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Let's see. I missed one so far. Yeah. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. let's see. Let's do. 
Did you just look up quotes <laughs> and just ran at random? <laughs> yeah, I did. Or okay, I was hoping I, I, I googled like Taylor I was hoping Swift. you didn't like pull them. Just like I know no, all of these out of the memory. No, <laughs> yeah. I googled uh, Taylor Swift lyrics and just scrolled until I found something that sounded like a Terrence Malickism. <laughs> Uh, okay. Like something that someone would say over voiceover, you gotcha, know? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, here we go. Okay. Let's do, you know how people are. You tell them something, they start talking. That's got to be Taylor Swift. That's Terrence Malick. That's from uh, Days of Heaven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is tough. I just, I just demolished my lead. I know. So now you're like. Two for two. I, I'm, two for four. You're yeah, two for four. Yeah. I'm two for four. Yeah. Okay. Life was a willow, and it bent right to your wind. Terrence Malick or Taylor Swift? I feel like I feel like I know this is Taylor Swift, but I'm doubting myself because I've guessed Taylor yeah. Swift for the last. It could be like a character, just like doing voiceover, like talking about their lover. Like life was a willow, and it bent right to your wind. If I if I pick Terrence Malick on this and it's Taylor Swift, I'm gonna be pissed. What are you gonna do? Well, because my gut said Taylor Swift at the beginning, mm -hmm. and then then you said what you said, and now it makes me think it might be Terrence Malick. This is really hard. This is kind of hard. Uh, Honestly, I gave Anna, who's never seen a Terrence Malick film, yeah. I quizzed her on these earlier, and she got like three for three. So just mm. saying. Yeah, I'm gonna go Taylor Swift on this. My gut told me Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. That's correct. Okay. The Whew. song was called Willow. Oh, okay. I'm so glad that I didn't. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Mm. Let's go. Lord, what will become of me once I've lost my novelty? Novelty. Lord, what will become if, of me once I've lost my novelty? I'm going to guess Terrence Malick. And if that's Taylor Swift, I'm going to be very surprised. That's Taylor Swift. Are you kidding That's from me? the song Nothing New, which I think on the uh, re-release of Red, Phoebe Bridgers uh, what? guessed it on. Yeah. I thought that would get you because Terrence Malick always has characters talking to God yeah. in the voiceover. I was so, like, you said Lord, and I was like, this has to be Taylor Swift. I thought it, you might go Taylor because it kind of rhymes. Oh. Not me, novelty. Okay. Let's see if we can get you some redemption. Oh, have I? Wait, did I do this one? No, I can't remember which one I did. Okay, let's just go with this. The only way to be happy is to love. Unless you love, your life will flash by. Terrence Malick. That's correct. From the Tree of Life. Okay, let's do one more. See if you can redeem yourself. How many yourself. do you have? A lot. You got a lot. <laughs> got okay, a lot. okay, okay, no, okay. I probably got like three or four more. Um. Okay, let's go. Do, 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 do. If I can't relate to you anymore, then who am I related to? I feel like that that cute little turn of phrase kind of thing has to be Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's Taylor. <laughs> okay, one more, one more. Okay, All right. one more. I write on water what I dare not say. I write on water what I dare not say. Taylor Swift or Terrence Terrence Malick. Malick. Yep, you're correct. That's from Two to Wonder. <laughs> okay. Starring Ben like, Affleck. That has got to be Terrence Malick. You did it, Evan. Okay. I, I got more right than I did wrong. You endured my game. There we go. I feel like Jigsaw. 
Do you want to play a game? Can you imagine if that was a jigsaw game? Like, <laughs> He's like, you wake up from a, play like, a game. You, you wake up from like being drugged, and you're like in this dingy room, and like the lighting's really poor, and you just hear someone's voiceover, and you're like, oh no, what are they gonna do? Like make me like sit on needles? Listen to these Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> Listen to these really obscure Terrence Malick quotes and or Taylor Swift lyrics. Nice. That okay. was a good game. Thank you. It was good. Thank you. I liked that. I that was. Fun. You better have liked it because I stopped doing work to work on that. You were like <laughs> typing on your computer <laughs> in the middle of something important for legal reasons. That I just was had a joke. an idea for legal reasons. That was a joke. <laughs> was I never, I never slack off at my job, <laughs> not once. He wrote this game in his free time. We'll yeah. have you know. Yeah, in my my free time. Off the yeah, clock in my free time. Okay, so. I think what we decided for today's topic mm-hmm. was the best movies you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I hope you came prepared. I came slightly prepared. Okay, that's good. That's what I want to hear. I guess you got you have you you have too many. I have I have way too many. Yeah, and I feel like I have the correct amount. Oh, what's the correct amount? You know, a handful. A, a handful. You've got a bag full. You came with a bag yeah, I've of got, movies. I've got a bag full, like that Harry Potter bag, where like it just goes on forever. Yeah. You can keep stuffing it. You can just get inside and live yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that you bring I up Harry Potter. I can smuggle a muggle in that bag. <laughs> little Harry Potter joke. Little Harry Potter joke right there. Little Harry Potter puns. Never heard that smuggle one before. A muggle. Um, man, this podcast went downhill fast. After the game, I, feel, the I think game. we peaked after the game. Yeah, we should have put the game at the end. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, a pretty good idea. I guess we could just... <laughs> Uh, do, do you want to go first or should I go first? You go first because I went first on the uh, favorite film moments. Okay, I wasn't keeping yeah. track, but all right. Um, <laughs> um, well, my first pick, and I will say, uh, I want to preface this with, I was not, I was very young when this movie came out, so this could have been a hugely popular movie, but. I'm I'm betting that if I went to someone on the street or even a friend that I know and asked if they had seen this. I want to see you harass someone on the street and ask them about this movie. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> um, I, I would venture to say that they w- would not have seen it. Um, like a, a friend my age, like yeah. someone our age, if we just were like, hey, have you seen this movie? I doubt that they would have seen it. I'm going to go with Mask of Zorro. With Antonio Banderas and Anthony Hopkins and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, which at the time this movie was made, I don't think you could find like two more attractive (laughs) human beings, more attractive than Anthony Hopkins. No, No, what? (laughs) Come on. He was looking good in that long hair look. He kind of was though. No, then Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. When they're on screen together in that movie. It's like. It's like excuse human me? beings can look <laughs> this good yeah i need to rewatch that i was um <laughs> last time i watched it i was sick. very sick oh no that's what's weird is that so at the beginning of 2020 before we knew covid was mm-hmm. in the states yeah i got sick watched it andrew got me sick <laughs> and i had got him sick because i was like two days prior i was with him mm-hmm. and i told you i watched it and so when you got sick, you I was rewatched like, I better it. watch it. Yeah, so I, yeah, I know exactly what you. That mean. was our sickness bond movie, um, but no, I I rewatched that and love that movie. 
it's like it's it's just it's like the perfect action movie it, yeah. it's so much fun it feels so good like it's it is really well done and just well written there's not there there's not a point in the movie where you really feel like it lags or like mm-hmm. drags like you're kind of like okay i'm looking forward to what's coming up but i've got to get through this scene yeah. or this part of the movie it doesn't feel like it drags it's a long movie and like i think it's over two hours like two and a half mm. hours or something but it does not feel like it ever drags like no. it's just a really solid action film and it it's kind of campy and corny at some points with like the lines that they say to each yeah. other because antonio banderas his character he plays zorro oops spoiler um <laughs> uh no he plays the mask the mask yeah. of zorro yeah uh he has like some very like cocky lines that he says and stuff like that he can pull them off but he can and it's it's just a really it's just great fun that movie is so much fun and like even now because we just had rewatched it a couple years ago or like a year ago now even watching it now i was like man if this movie doesn't hold up like i'm just having a blast right now watching this movie if you go watch it you'll still enjoy it and it's gonna be great yeah i think it's it's a movie that everyone knows exists. Or yeah. Like if you told them, they go, oh, yeah, that movie. Oh, right. Yeah. But I've it's a that. movie, I think, that fits in this discussion because most people don't remember how much it absolutely slaps. Yeah. <laughs> it is so entertaining. It It is something else. It really is. Like I, the sword fights are really good. A lot yeah. of the action beats are really good. Mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas is charismatic. Well, and the character development too, like throughout the movie, because yeah. you see how he starts. Yeah, it's like a, and it has like that revenge kind of vibe mm-hmm. too, especially yeah. with especially with Anthony Hopkins' character. Yeah, after what happened to his family, it, it begins so tragically. Yeah, with what happens to Anthony Hopkins. Um, well, and Antonio Banderas. And Antonio what Banderas to him too. as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, what directed by. Do you know? Uh, I, I can't remember his name. Martin Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Who directed Campbell. two of the best James Bond movies, yep. GoldenEye and Casino Royale. Yep. So, That's what it was. Yeah, he did yeah. Casino Royale. Nope. Oh, my goodness. It's not a recording of this podcast if I don't drop my phone. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I just, that movie is probably going to be, like, for the foreseeable future, my, like, sick day movie. I think it's still on Netflix. Is it really? I think I so. I might have to go watch it yeah. again because so, it's now been a couple of years. If you so. find yourself in the coming days, you and your friend or your partner or whatever, Cooped up and at you home. need something to watch on Netflix, put on Mask of Zorro yeah. and, and have a great time. Just enjoy it. Like, don't don't think too much. Don't, don't like, analyze too much. Just let yourself experience it. But you're making it sound like like, like it's dumb. It's no, really no, not. it's not dumb. No, I'm just saying like turn off those like critical parts of your brain where you're like trying to tear things apart yeah. and just like enjoy the crap out of that movie. Yeah. Not to say you'd be able to find a bunch of stuff to tear down about it. It's a little bit of an older movie. Yeah. But it, it holds, it's, up, though. holds up and it's really good. <clears throat> and I think it's best enjoyed yeah. if from a from a, with a pure heart. Yeah, I agree. That movie is a lot of fun. Dude, that it's scene so where he takes his sword out and like moves it just right oh, so the light goes the across light. the yeah. blade. Man, dude, there's some great parts. There in are there, some man. really good parts in there. It's great. Okay, so 
for me, I was I came up with like a, a billion. Mm-hmm. But the one I want to talk about mo- mostly because it's a movie I've been trying to get you to watch for like over yeah, a year. Yeah, I messed it up. Yeah. It's a movie I had never knew existed until like a year or two ago. It's called Sorcerer, which mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now has nothing to do with wizards or anything. There's no <laughs> what? magic. I'm out. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Okay. It's directed by William Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist. Um, and like Killer Joe and movies like that. Um, it's like one of his yeah. better movies that just for some reason has never made it into like the zeitgeist. Yeah. But it's about as quickly as I can summarize it. It's about a bunch of very, like four or five different people who committed like really bad crimes or like running away from something. And they all just by happenstance f- flee to like the same small village in Colombia. Hmm. Um, and they're like trying to like hide from these crimes or from their past. So they're, they're in hiding, but they end up in this really poor town. Um, they go into poverty, they have no way to escape. And then through some event, like something happens to where leaders in the town need a, a shipment of nitroglycerin delivered. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't like to, to like put out like a, I don't know. There's something like they need explosives to like fix something, okay. but it's like miles. Okay. It's just go with me. Just I'm with you. With I'm, me. I'm still here. Okay. I, I watched it like two years ago. Some, the main point point is <laughs> what's just, what if we did a podcast where <laughs> it's just us trying to describe the plot of like really random movies from like the seventies. <laughs> you know what? Whenever you said nitroglycerin, all I could think of was vertical limit. <laughs> They have to carry around like the the liquefied explosives on their back and not get exploded. Hearing myself describe the plot of this makes it sound like a really dumb 80s action movie, but it's not. I swear. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Okay, so for whatever reason, they need some explosives to fix a problem. They need this shipment of nitroglycerin, which is very sensitive. It makes sense when you watch it. Yeah, you like cannot disturb the nitroglycerin lest it explode. Yeah. Um, and what so, color is the nitroglycerin in this? Do they ever show it's, it? It's all the colors you could ever imagine. Like lime no, green? No, it just looks like dynamite. You know? okay. 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 Yeah. Um, and so obviously this is like a suicide mission. Oh, and so okay. those four criminals volunteer to do it. And it's like, you probably won't make it back. Right. And so they have to drive this giant truck that they built themselves out of like spare rusty parts carrying this nitroglycerin they, across these back roads in Colombia. They built it? They had to build the truck. Was there a montage scene? Yeah, there was a montage scene. <laughs> Hell yes, there was a montage scene. Are you kidding me? Andrew. If you were writing this, this movie sounds... <laughs> Would you not include a montage scene of no, them of building? Of course I would include yeah. a montage yeah. scene. It's rad. It is rad. Wow. Okay, so. Uh, you are, like, I'm sold yeah. on this already. Like, I'm to, sold on this. Not to spoil this. it, but they get to a point where, like, they're driving this truck and they have to go, like, 10 miles per hour so it doesn't explode and, like, rattle the nitroglycerin. Oh, my god! They get to this ratty bridge that they, like, that's, like, suspended. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like over like an abyss and it's like held on by like these thin ropes and they have to drive it across that and there's, it's it's one of the most edge of your seat there's like no other way there's no other way <laughs> dude this movie is so intense it is so intense and this is like if they do this they'll have like a, a shot to like leave and like start a new life right and so it's all for these people like 
who did horrible things, but like trying to like restart their lives and atone for it. Like doing like the most suicide mission imaginable. Like this could have been the plot of like the suicide squad. Or mission impossible. Or mission impossible. You just suicide. You just blended two titles of movies (laughs) together. Suicide squad. (laughs) This is the most suicidal impossible mission that you've ever seen. Dude, Tom Cruise couldn't even do this. No. Okay, Tom Cruise Andrew, obviously can do come it. Come on. Um, but yeah, that's Sorcerer. And I'll just say, fair warning, if you don't like bleak, dark movies, don't watch this. <laughs> it's like the ending is really bleak. No way from the guy that directed <laughs> The Exorcist. Yeah. Every William Freakin movie is like so nihilistic. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, you've absolutely sold me on this movie. I Like I, I have to go see this now. Is there a montage? <laughs> of course, there's a, of course montage. there's a montage. Is there a scene where they're going across the bridge and they have a close up of one of the ropes and it starts to fray? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a close up of the rope and you see it with like anthropomorphized like eyes and mouth. It's going like, oh no! <laughs> it snaps. Oh, wow. That's uh, awesome. So, yeah, that's my hidden gem. One of your. It's honestly gyms. the best, like edge of your seat thriller you've never seen sorcerer um so i recommend it give it a watch i don't think it's streaming anywhere i had to rent shocking it. yeah <laughs> dude the amount of times i recommend a movie to you and go oh you gotta rent it though. it's all rental like <laughs> you gotta drop six bucks on this baby I, I usually will at least have the courtesy of suggesting things that are currently streaming <laughs> to you it's anyway six dollars i mean you either, next... you either love movies or you don't the next I literally just, I literally just deleted my notes. No, oh, you made notes too. No way that just happened. You don't remember. I I do remember. Oh no! I, I thought you only I had didn't, like hey, I thought you only had like three. How I didn't. You dele- I didn't delete them. Okay, they're right here. Uh, so the next one I'm gonna do. So this, uh, I think I picked movies that aren't necessarily hidden. Right. But they're. I feel as if. You they didn't are understand still... the assignment. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because this, I feel, is a very well-known movie in the universe of... Like, if you're into watching a lot of yeah. movies, like, you've probably seen this or heard of this, at least. Yeah. But I think it's fascinating. Um, Nocturnal Animals. I was talking to you about this the other day. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And... uh I just think it's a fascinating... First of all, I'm fascinated by the fact that Tom Ford was like, I'm going to take a break from making suits and cologne (laughs) and just make this amazing movie. (laughs) That really Uh, is a flex. It it really is. And well, he's only done two movies and this is one of them. And it's like, I was re-watching it the other day because I had seen it once or twice before, but it's been years since I'd seen it and it's streaming on Netflix. So I... I turned it on and I actually saw a TikTok of like, it was one of those TikToks that's like, stop what you're doing right now. Go to Netflix mm-hmm. and turn this on. And it's talking about the opening scene, which is r- really crazy. Yeah. Um, it's really in your face. <laughs> yeah. To say yeah. the least, it's really in your face. Uh, definitely not for the kiddos, but um, it is quickly becoming, I think, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I was watching it and I was just like... I cannot tear my eyes away from the screen right now. This is just like such an interesting movie. I think they do such a good 
I think it does such a good job of telling a very complicated story. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned Lost Highway, um, the David Lynch film that kind of does the same thing. It it parallels, um, a a fictional storyline with, with a real storyline and it kind of tells the story of what happened in the real storyline with this, these fictional characters. Um, and it's just really well done. I really like it. Um, I kind of wouldn't even know where to begin explaining it. Yeah. Can you do your uh, convoluted plot summary like I did? Yeah. For, for Nocturnal Animals? <laughs> so Amy Adams plays a art. Um, she has a bunch of nitroglycerin <laughs> that needs to be moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays a... Um, oh, that that old trope. The nitroglycerin cliche. The classic nitroglycerin. She plays a nitroglycerin <laughs> dealer. dealer. <laughs> nitroglycerin dealer. Uh, no, she plays a, um, what do you call it whenever you, curator, like an yeah. art curator. Um, <laughs> nitroglycerin curator. curator. Yeah. Okay. Let's drop the nitroglycerin <laughs> for God's sakes. Um, it's the new garlic bread. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> No, but she plays a uh, curator and she kind of has lives this very like idealistic looking life, like has a lot of money, like has a super attractive husband, um, you know, this, that and the other, all this stuff. But then um, she receives a manuscript of her ex-husband's new book that's being published. And uh, in the book, it details very... um, very violent intense, and just really intense story about this man and, and his family. And, um, she start she starts to pick up on the parallels between the story that her ex-husband has written and their real life story. Yeah. And, um, how it unfolds is all very fascinating and interesting. Um, and if I was to sit here and explain it, it would take me probably the rest of the time yeah. that we have in this podcast. But yeah, I just feel like that movie didn't get the credit it deserved yeah. whenever it came out. I I really thought that the performances are striking in it. The writing is fantastic. Yeah. Everything looks beautiful in the movie. It's just very, every frame is very interesting looking and uh uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really phenomenal yeah. movie. For those who haven't seen it. But very dark, very, very hard yeah. to watch. You you see like at a... times. I don't think dramatized is the right word, but you, you see what unfolds in the book, mm-hmm. like dramatized on screen. Yeah. And like Jake Gyllenhaal plays both the the husband who wrote the book and a character in the novel. Yeah. And so you're you're constantly asking like, okay, how much from their real life... Yeah. situation is actually being referenced in the story you're watching the dramatization of the story and saying and left interpreting that dramatization as if so he's saying this is what he experienced yeah, like, this is what he felt yeah. um based on their real life relationship yeah and so you're constantly trying to be like wait what is he saying about their relationship and yeah and i'll touch on this just a little bit uh but I I think it's a fascinating choice of story to tell because it kind of tells the story of a weaker, more like subdued male lead character, mm-hmm. which is just not usually what you see. Yeah. Um, He's not the Clint Eastwood exactly. kind of embodiment of male archetype. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So 
Really, really, I was f- absolutely fascinated by it on this most recent watch that I had, and uh, I couldn't stop talking about it because another, I text you immediately after I finished it. Yeah, it's another like if you don't like dark movies, probably don't oh, check yeah. it out. This is not. Well, I had a I had a light, fun movie suggestion, yeah. and then a really, yeah. really, well, really have, dark. I'm gonna switch lanes here and go kind of lighter. So, okay. the complete opposite of Sorcerer. My next suggestion would be The Straight Story, which is one of David Lynch's lesser-known right, movies. Right, right. It's a movie I thought like I knew all of David Lynch's films, and then like a year ago, I saw on Twitter this movie was like kind of trending amongst like movie fans. Dude, it is fascinating how you have seen all the David Lynch that I haven't, and I have seen the David yeah. Lynch you haven't. The only... Yeah, like the only two I haven't seen are Wild at Heart, which yeah. is what you've seen, and yeah. then uh, Inland Empire, which actually I haven't seen that. I've only seen one that you haven't. Yeah. So <laughs> as it turns out, it's but not that. I want to see Wild at Heart so bad. It's, anyway, it's insane. So here's what the straight story is about. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. You know why? It's a Disney movie. You know what? You David were Lynch me about made this. a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I think it's also based on a true story. So this like 80-year-old guy, I can't remember his name, but this 80-year-old guy, he's a widower. And so he he lives by himself. Well, no, his daughter lives with him. So okay. his like adult daughter lives with him, but he's like 80 years old. His wife's deceased. He kind of just lives a simple life. And then he gets a notice that his brother had a heart attack and is like sick. Yeah. Or no, a stroke. Had a stroke and is sick. And their relationship has been kind of not very good the last couple of years. And so he kind of has regrets that his brother might die without him resolving, resolving that. that. Yeah. But he's poor. He doesn't have a car. And so he wants to drive to see his brother while he's sick. But the only way he can do that is he has to drive a lawnmower. Like, you know like what you were telling me about this. Miles. I can't remember exactly how far, but like, like it's a far drive. So he wow. gets his riding lawnmower and he starts driving to see his brother going like, I don't know how fast can a lawnmower go? Like five miles, five yeah. or eight, five to 10 miles an hour. It is one of the sweetest, like just heart affirming, heartwarming movies I've wow. ever seen because like, it's one of those like, did David Lynch write it? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Okay. He adapted it and directed it. And it's one of those like on the road movies where it's like about a guy traveling and he runs into all these people and right and you get to see like people helping him out. So like he runs in all these people who hear about his story and how he's trying to reconnect with his brother and they're like helping him. Yeah. And like he learns they like share something about what they're going through while he shares what he's going through. Right. It it will just like put a smile on your face. This movie is so stinking sweet. And what's it called again? The straight story. The straight he's, he's story. He's just driving straight. And it's a simple story. Wow. That it's, sounds, that it's sounds not like complicated. something else. He's just driving his lawnmower. The sweet old man. There's a there's a scene towards the end where he has a monologue with another old guy at a bar. Yeah. About like his experience in the war. And it's like one of the better like monologues I've ever seen. Just It just kind of makes you want to cry. And then ugh, the very end is just... I don't know. All I can say is it's so sweet. It's uh, this, it's yeah, this sweet to, old man riding a lawnmower. I'll have to get on top of that. I need to see it. Dude, the straight story. Because, yeah. you know, David Lynch is known for making these like esoteric, 
dark kind of like yeah like movies that feel like dreams but then he makes this disney movie that's super simple it's about a guy reconnecting with his long lost brother driving a lawnmower across multiple states wow that's great that does sound lovely yeah and unexpected uh my next one how many are we gonna do each you think how many Mm. should we do we just go till it feels right. <laughs> go until it feels right. I've got one thing that I want to mention to you. Yeah. That is very off topic. Yeah. We'll just say the ones that we don't want to actually it regret is, not mentioning. It is on topic, mm-hmm. but also like I don't, just don't know. But uh I want to say and I feel like all of my movies, uh, to a certain extent, are popular enough to have been like to be heard of yeah but i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna put the nice guys in there i don't feel like the nice guys got nearly enough uh hype for how great it was the nice guys is such a good movie it's so good it doesn't fit the criteria of the discussion who cares it's the nice guys it's so good (laughs) yeah dude bring it on man that movie is so first of all so funny it's the funniest movie in like 10 years is so funny like that movie made me laugh harder than any of the comedies probably that i've seen in the last two or three Mm -hmm. years it it, and it is i think at its heart a comedy but uh it's just such a fun buddy cop kind of ride but it also kind of critiques the buddy cop thing a little bit yeah and it's just so good and it was so nice to see shane black do something that was like i mean it was very much in his wheelhouse yeah um but like after was it predator no predator came after oh it did yeah his movie came after well i i whenever i think of shane black i think of lethal weapon and i think of the nice guys and kiss kiss bang bang and kiss kiss bang bang he really does thrive in the buddy like the buddy he had no business mystery predator (laughs) He really does thrive in like the buddy mystery kind of movie situation. No, but it's fantastic. I love it. And it's so funny and good. Ryan Gosling needs to do more comedic performances. Yeah. Like just the physical comedy alone. Yeah, he's fantastic in that. Honestly, you know what's weird? If I were to name like my two favorite comedic performances in the last, you know, like 10, five years, I would go Ryan Gosling and the Nice Guys and Leonardo DiCaprio really once upon a time in hollywood Hollywood. you know i heard an interesting fact about once upon a time in hollywood the other day i heard that him messing up his lines Mm. was not in the script and so they added that in because like he wanted to mess like he thought that his character for his character he thought he should mess up Mm -hmm. his lines and so since that wasn't in the script the freak out was not in the script either Hmm. so he just improvised oh, the yeah. freak out in the that's in like the one van. of the funniest moments it's so funny but and uh yeah i heard that yeah. that was imp- that he improvised all that and uh that him messing up his lines in the first place was like not yeah. in the script at all yeah no but i actually showed anna the nice guys recently yeah um and i was like curious to see how she'd like it and she thought it was hilarious it it is so funny and russell crowe has he ever done like a comedic kind of role I don't know. I don't know that he has. It, he's had such a big career. I feel like he has to have done a little bit of everything, but yeah. I can't think of him in a role that is kind of comedic. 
and he definitely plays more the straight man than yeah than anything but he was like a, he, they were just those yeah. two guys were perfect for that that yeah. movie well that's, that's the kind of movie i feel like they could make four of those and i would yeah. just be completely on board well, i remember re-watching it this recent time taking a back taking a back about how beautiful the movie is like looking yeah like it looks really good yeah but, you know it has like the whole 1970s aesthetic but like it's just shot really well and it's just really pretty to look at yeah um it really yeah but it's one of those movies where you watch the trailer and there's like all these really great comedic gags in the trailer and you think oh like those are the big laughs i've already seen them yeah and then you watch the movie and you realize no there's those were not the big gags there's a lot more yeah i uh the scene where they throw the body over the fence oh my gosh dude it's so funny there's so many yes. funny moments in that movie and like going back to like the setting the like 1970s mm -hmm. aesthetic they really did a phenomenal job with that yeah. because i feel like that is a, a really feels like a small thing sometimes or like a subtle thing yeah but if you mess that up it just takes you out of it and they did they did a great job with like keeping you in that like aesthetic and yeah. in that world because sometimes if a care i find myself sometimes if they're wearing like the wrong clothes or like you know it just doesn't yeah. feel right then it just takes you out of the world i feel that way with westerns a lot mm -hmm. where it's like their clothes look too new yeah you know or something like, like they're not they don't look lived in like they've been wearing the same shirt for a month yeah you know it just kind of takes you out of it a little bit um but they did an awesome job in that movie of just making everything feel like you're submerged in that world yeah 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 uh one more thing one of the reasons i found it so refreshingly funny mm -hmm. was a lot of times like straight up comedies like movies that are like branded as a comedy yeah often the jokes are just from dialogue it's just like let me write some witty lines right but yeah the nice guys has such a great combination of yeah there are lines that are just in and of themselves funny, funny yeah but there's so much physical comedy where you don't need lines it's just visual it's physical like that's what film should be film comedies yeah should be loaded with visual gags like go back to the buster keaton go yeah. back to charlie chaplin era of like this is what cinema was founded on like physical comedy well and the funniest moments in that movie are physical or just purely physical yeah, yeah. purely like physical or, comedy yeah. visual setups like the scene where yeah. they go into the top of the hotel <laughs> looking for the bad guys and they just you know it's a glass yeah. elevator and they see the body fly out the window behind them on the elevator and then they, sh they just step back into the elevator and go down <laughs> that, that just had me dying <laughs> oh man it's so good yeah. yes watch the nice guys if anything if you get anything from this podcast, honestly that is that is like a great i feel very confident in that yeah. recommendation on my like, tombstone nice we'll guys. say watch the nice guys. i feel like it's got to be one of it's got to be one of the most likable movies that's come out like in recent yeah. memory for me like i feel like anyone could watch that and be like and mm -hmm. get something and enjoy it something yeah. about it i agree i agree well i got what's your next one i gotta consult my list consult the list um where, what direction? I think towards the end, I'll just rattle off a couple like okay. you know, honorable mentions. We don't have to dive deep. Yeah. But uh, oh, what do I want to dive into? Okay. So I remember I, I already talked about Lake Mungo, I think, in the first episode. Yeah. Or something. 
Yeah, you so, did. Really great horror movie under the radar. Yeah. Another movie that came out in the last like, did that come out? What? Our conversation about Lake Mungo. I think so. It did. Okay. Unless anyway. it was unless it was in the parts of episode two, I chopped away. Who knows? Anyway. Inside baseball talk right here. Um, yeah. Here's another movie that I think if you follow new films, like you'll yeah. know about, but mm-hmm. regular people didn't see it. Right. Under the Silver Lake. Yeah. Starring Andrew Garfield. What a what a movie. What an interesting movie. That, that movie was. is so interesting. Here's what I love about it. Um, as a big Lynch fan, as a big Hitchcock fan, I feel like there's a lot of nods to to Lynch, to like Blue Velvet. There's a lot of nods to like, you know, classic Hitchcock. Um, there's even some nods to like Raymond Chandler noir films like uh, The Big uh, the, or The Long Goodbye. There's well, a lot of nods to that. And um, that, that, uh, that movie does something the nice guys does a little bit too yeah where it gets into that idea that feeling of like it's it's an la movie oh yeah la like noir it feels yeah. like that la mystery yeah. noir kind of feel mm-hmm. vibe well, that's the thing about la la noir is that i think like chinatown yeah the whole point is that the bad guys win right it's about like widespread systemic corruption, corruption and yeah. how like you just can't have any victories yeah um and the nice guys fits into that and so this kind of goes in a different direction though yeah and that oh it's, yeah it's about real briefly andrew garfield plays like this just total like sleaze bag kind of a loser just this yeah. loser guy who won't pay his rent this yeah. guy who's constantly like a peeping tom on his neighbors mm-hmm. he has like a girl he hooks up with and just treats poorly and he's constantly sticking his nose in other people's business and where it doesn't belong. Yeah. And it's kind of a guy who has nothing going on in his life. So the only thing he has to do is to, you know, spy on spy people. On kind of people. And, yeah. and he stumbles upon this like conspiracy. He's like, he basically runs into this girl. He thinks is really cute and really likes her. And he goes to, you know, he, they meet one night. So he goes the next day to reconnect with her. Well, he finds that her apartment is empty. It's bare. It's like she's been moved out. She's gone. So then he goes like tracking her and through tracking her, he runs into like all these mysterious people, all these weird clues, Mm -hmm. like this like big conspiracy. Yeah. But what I love about the movie is it actually like flips the whole conspiracy thing on its head and not to spoil anything, but it starts to ask the question like, like, is it worth it to look for conspiracies? Because like, if you think about it in the movie space, people are constantly trying to like find hidden messages in movies or in music right. or in like the the shows and games they love and mm-hmm. see how everything's connected in the movies. Like, is that even like a worthwhile endeavor? And like the further he gets along inside the conspiracy, the more you start to go, is this even a conspiracy or is he just like putting his nose where he doesn't belong? Right. And he's, I think it also comments on like the male, tendency to think they know what's best for somebody yeah you know what i'm you know what i'm saying yeah 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 he he this girl he barely knows disappears and he thinks it's his duty to find her yeah and he's gonna save her and you get to the point where you're like maybe she didn't need saving and you're just full of yourself yeah and not to spoil anything because i'm thinking of that last scene (laughs) but um just that idea of what 
what you think is the, the right thing right. is completely different for somebody else. Um, which is kind of a realization yeah. he has to have. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a fascinating movie. But I mean, there's like moments of comedy. Yeah, yeah. There's Andrew really Garfield funny plays moments. a sleazebag really well. Andrew Garfield, like, I feel like, plays anybody because really well. If you're going to write a character good. like that who's like a sleazebag, you yeah. need an actor who is inherently likable so that the people watching don't like absolutely hate his guts. Just turn the TV off. So Andrew yeah. Garfield was like a good casting. Yeah. But if you like like modern noir and like mysteries and conspiracies, this movie has a lot of like. I feel like that perfectly fits within that category of like, just didn't get enough praise yep. and just kind of didn't, not a lot of people heard about it or watched it probably just flew kind of under the radar. Yeah. It probably wasn't in your local theater yeah. and yeah, but it's really, but it's unique. really unique. That's the best way it's, it's unique. So yeah. if you like movies that kind of stand out and, well, and go against and the grain, talk about just a mystery that really does keep you guessing yeah. for most of the movie. Like what is going on here mm-hmm. or is there anything going on? And is this right. guy just sick in the head? You know, <laughs> does this guy have nothing better to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I recommend, under this over like i think that's streaming somewhere like yeah amazon I'd have or to something look it up. i'd have to look it up look it up look type it, in under the silver like streaming do the work for you are you kidding me i mean we'll do most of the work we'll do most of it okay <laughs> you gotta google it <laughs> how about uh how about you do one more and then we can just like throw out some honorable honorable mentions and can i bring up a movie i haven't seen <laughs> i guess how do you know it's worth watching i'm fascinated by it okay well, maybe have i seen it no, there's okay. no way. There's no way you've seen okay. this. Okay, hit me. So I kind of got into uh, Werner Herzog a little bit recently. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> and I was like, well, just because I don't know much about him. But he's like... Is it Aguilar, the Wrath of God? No. Oh. Would you chill for a second? Because... jeez. <laughs> oh, he's He's like highly regarded as yeah. one of these like incredible like an incredible filmmaker and i was just like i just don't know anything about the guy and i've seen grizzly man which is a documentary that he did but i haven't seen nothing else which i don't feel like that's a good representation of renner herzog's work it's just something that he's done and uh i had gotten into van neistat's youtube channel Mm. like really into it like i watched all of his videos and uh I saw an interview that he did on the Ritual podcast. In fact, they did it. He did an interview with him, and they talked a lot about Werner Herzog, and they talked about this movie that he did called uh, I just looked it up. Uh, Fitzcarraldo. Have you ever heard of this? Let me it's look at fascinating. the uh, phone. The story of it is fascinating. So, um, so I believe it is. The story of the movie is a uh, partially true story about a man who wants to start, I believe it was a... Opera house? Something like that. Some sort of business in South America somewhere. But he has to get this boat or like a casino or something on a boat. And he has to get this boat over a mountain. Are you reading about it? (laughs) Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So he has to get this boat over a mountain and apparently this, this sounds like the sequel to sorcerer apparently this really did happen or, or like a version of this happened yeah. or there was a story of it but uh, i think in the in the real story the guy took the boat apart he took it apart in pieces mm-hmm. and like got it where it needed to go 
So Werner Herzog was like, I'm going to make this movie about this guy doing this. And the, the image in your mind, whenever you say you, you hear like he got, he pulled a ship over a mountain is that it's in one piece. It's the whole ship. You picture a ship like going up over a mountain. And so that's not actually what happened, but Werner Herzog actually did that. He got a real boat and he hired people to actually pull this boat. But the guy in real life did it in pieces. The guy in real life did it in pieces. Oh, and Werner Herzog did it for real. Werner Herzog is a king. And He's made a goat. movie about it. The goat. And like it, the cr- the story about it is crazy, dude. Like okay, we're watching this. You've got to dive we, into it. There's a documentary. There's a documentary about the making of it too. So we got to watch the movie and the making it's, of it? From what I understand, it's kind of like Heart of Darkness. Where it's like the documentary yeah. may be better than the film oh, because yeah. it's so crazy what they had to do to get this movie made uh, because they were doing something in real life yeah. that like no one had done. And it was in this like ext- like insanely harsh environment with like snakes and animals that want to kill you. And there's a story. Oh, there's a story okay so there's this guy uh they they were had to like clear brush mm-hmm. for um a shot that they were gonna do of them like pulling this boat up like this very steep hill yeah. and it was all like deep mud you know and like yeah. it was horrible conditions so this guy has a chainsaw apparently this is what happened guy has a chainsaw they're in the middle of the wilderness like nowhere he's like clearing out brush he gets bit by the uh, snake on his uh, foot and it's like very venomous snake. Like you're going to die, cuts his own foot off with the chainsaw to save his own life. Cause he can't like, they couldn't get to medical help. So his only chance <laughs> what a baller. was to chop off his own. I think it was his foot to chop off his own yeah. foot with the chainsaw he was using to clear brush. They're, they're just like stories. Well, like not not like a electric chainsaw or motor chainsaw, like a... No, a motor. I think oh, it was like motor a motor. But, okay. but still. I mean, still. But, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, it was a motor. Oh, well, it had a motor, so that's easy. I'm just, I'm just saying it would be tougher if it was oh, like a hand like like saw. You know? There's another story about like Werner Herzog getting so mad at the lead actor that he threatened to kill him if he left the movie or something. And he As like, is his right. And he like no. shot at him or something. I don't know. It's crazy, Yikes. dude. It's The stories around this thing are crazy. And I can't believe I've never mentioned it to you. Yeah. I feel like this is something you would repeat it's absolutely fascinating like it's fascinating just just the idea that he did something in real life that the guy in the story he's making the movie about didn't even do he went extra oh you know what we should do what we should make a movie about a guy taking a mountain over a boat (laughs) yeah that's definitely never happened yeah take that Werner. yeah take that so yeah so we called this movies you haven't seen but that's a great movie that we, we haven't, haven't seen, seen. Yeah, we won so if you have seen that movie or the documentary about it let us know if we should yeah i mean it sounds so fast it sounds absolutely okay we need to watch that soon and then report back on the next podcast we'll about report it. back yeah. yeah we'll report back okay. definitely because what was it called again uh fitzcarraldo yeah that's easy to spell that's easy to, that's an easy goog 
just I googled Werner Herzog's ship movie. <laughs> it pops up immediately. Dude, I want to... <laughs> I'm fascinated by people's like Google search history and like how they... Like how they... What words they use to find something. Yeah. It's just the first four words that you think of. What, you know, that's what they Okay, search. what's the most random thing on your Google search history? You know, you know what's weird? What? Um, oftentimes, if I don't have Wi-Fi... If I'm testing to see if the Wi-Fi, because like, you know how your browser will remember certain websites. So it's kind of hard to tell if you just Google something that you always, a web page you always go to, it'll pop up even if you don't have internet. So I find myself (laughs) testing internet by Googling fruit a lot. Just different (laughs) specific kinds of fruit. Is that weird? Like pomegranate? Yeah. Like apples, bananas, strawberries. That's a weird way to test if you have internet connection. Because I never Google search those things. So... (laughs) I okay. mean, unless I'm testing internet. I feel like the most random thing in my Google search history is Cockney actors. actors. Yeah, and that's because I'm random. reading a book and I like to like cast actors in my head. Yeah. And like they said, one of the characters said like a really thick Cockney accent. I was like, oh, who's an actor with a really thick Cockney accent? So interesting. Anyway. Interesting. That's my Google search okay, history. Okay, so now that I've gotten that out of my system, okay, let me, I, because I really wanted to talk to you about that, and I was trying to talk to you about it earlier, and you said, save oh, it for the pod. Oh, that was the save it for the pod moment? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. I'm glad you yeah. saved it for the pod. Yeah, because that's that was what exciting. I to bring up. And you could not have recreated that like enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. No, I am I can't believe I forgot about that. Uh, I hadn't thought about it in a while. And mm-hmm. that is just a fascinating okay, so story. So did you to want me. to do one more, like one you had seen for real? Or do you just want to do like I'm a I'm good speed with round? that. I'm good with what okay. I just did. Let's do, I'm going to do like a little speed round to like let these movies get out there. Yeah. Um, Brick, Ryan Johnson's very first movie. Yeah. Great. So the writer director behind The Last Jedi, which by the way, is the best Star Wars movie. Knives Out. Um, or the best mo- recent Star Wars movie. Uh, Knives Easy, Out. Man. Uh, Looper, but very first movie, Brick. It's like again back to the noir. You know what? Looper needs to be on the. Looper needs to be mentioned. I feel like Looper was popular when it it? came out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Sydney. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The the steak and eggs. People eat steak and an egg. Steak and eggs. Okay. Um. Yeah. Brick's really good. Basically, it's like a, um, like think like a Maltese Falcon kind of noir story. But it, it takes place in a modern day high school. But mm-hmm. the characters all talk and act like they exist in like an old 1920s noir movie. Yeah. It's really interesting, but it like holds up as its own mystery. Yeah. Um, that's really good. I'd also like to recommend um uh Enemy, which which was a an early Denis Villeneuve film. Was that his first um English speaking movie? <sighs> Or was it so. Prisoners? I don't think so. This might have been before Prisoners. Yeah. But uh, enemy again, another theme, Jake G. Jake G. boy, Jake G. Yep. Uh, Taylor Swift fans uh, are rioting right now. Yeah. Um, but basically it stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he plays this guy who rents a movie and notices that a background actor is like his exact doppelganger. And he goes like searching for this like twin. It's and it gets really weird. Yeah, like, it's fa- really weird. It's a fascinating and it's fascinating. Movie. I recommend it's Enemy. Really good. Um, and then I'm gonna maybe end with uh, the Before series. Yeah. So Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before um, Midnight. Before Midnight. 
Um, I like some of the best like romance movies like about like what a relationship looks like. And basically the premise of the before movies is um, there's three and they each take place nine years apart in real time yeah, and in within the context of the story. So nine years passes between the making of the movies, classic link ladder, but then also within the narrative of the movie, it's been nine years and you follow this couple nine years. And so they meet um, by chance on a train in Europe Mm-hmm. And then they vow to see each other again a year later, but then you catch up with them nine years later and you find out they never did. Yeah. And then you find, you catch up with them nine years after that and you see like Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy age in real time. It's beautiful. It's mostly dialogue. It's just yeah. their conversations, mm-hmm. but the conversations are really interesting and it really dives into what like a long-term relationship looks like and like what it does to like the the psyches of the people yeah your favorite trilogy it's my favorite trilogy also yeah. the ending of before sunrise or before sunset the second one um before sunset mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movie endings of all time yeah it's so natural oh yeah that it's is so a great, natural that is a great ending um i love the before movies so if you like kind of like romance movies uh i'd, I'd check out those three movies yeah you guys really more? good you want to run by I think one of the ones on my list was Hostels. It's a Western. Um, It's got Christian Bale in it. It's it's really, really well acted. And it's kind of just a vicious movie. Yeah. About the West. The West. um, About, really about uh, guilt and... Uh, like uh, forgiveness and grudges and kind of just a lot of those themes in it. Um, And I have only seen it twice. And the first time I watched it, I remember really liking it. And the second time I watched it, I remember really being challenged by it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just one of those movies that left me feeling like, man, I just don't... You know how when you finish a movie and you're like, I just don't know about, I just don't know about it. Um, but definitely an interesting watch. Um, definitely worth watching. I would say just for Christian Bale's performance is really good in it. And, um, and the story is really interesting. Uh, but that's one, whenever I see it, I have a hard time not putting it on. I, um, I just think it's a fast, I'm fascinated by Westerns anyway. I'm a really big fan. I really like watching Westerns old and new. Uh, I think new Westerns are really interesting to watch just to see how people interpret and go about, uh, go, uh, creating a movie in such a well-known and popular genre, uh, and kind of an old genre yeah, uh, in a way of making movies and telling stories. So I think that that's fascinating. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like that one. And, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's definitely an interesting watch, but again, uh, sitting here talking about it, I didn't really like prepare my thoughts on it and that might be obvious, <laughs> but, uh, it, it really does yeah. make me want to go give it another watch just because it's like, yeah. I, I, I remember the second time I watched it through, I was really challenged by, by it and what it was trying to say and, and, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah interesting movie. 
Yeah. Would you say it was a hostile experience? <laughs> Parts of it are. Yeah. Parts of it are a hostile experience for sure. Oh. You had, but another Western that you had on your list that you didn't mention. Oh, yeah. Slow West. Slow West. That's, which, that was like a hidden gem that came out. Which really years falls ago. into that category of like just slept on. Yeah. But it had Michael Fassbender. Good movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a I honestly good don't movie. remember much about the plot of Slow, Slow West, but it was like, it's like an hour and a half. It's this like really unique take on the Western genre. So, Visually, it some of the action scenes are kind of like a Wes Anderson, yeah, feel to it. Yeah, uh, it is Irish immigrants in like old West times, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and a father and his daughter flee Ireland. Man, you really remember this to America, and a young boy who had fallen like head over heels in love with this girl like right, vows right. to travel to america and find her and like profess his love and is convinced that yeah they're gonna live happily We've ever after a lot of travel movies yeah we have haven't we sorcerer the straight story <laughs> the the yeah. documentary yeah. yeah uh fitzcarraldo is kind of yeah. a travel yeah. kind of Fame. movie um but uh I, uh, yeah, he, so, but, but he like knows nothing about the wild west. Yeah. And, uh, so he picks up with Michael Fassbender, who is a seasoned, you know, cowboy and criminal kind of. Mm -hmm. And so he pays him to take him where he wants to go. And so it's about their journey and, um, kind of about innocence and innocence lost and all of that stuff like all but, the best movies are yeah but no that's a that really is a hidden a gym good, yeah. yeah that's a great oh, one slow west one more real quick because it was filmed in our hometown yeah yeah the Be empty man for if for no other reason that it was filmed in our hometown i actually think it's pretty good yeah the no, ending, no 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 i the think kind of unravels a bit yeah but it opens really strong has like one of the coolest cold opens to a horror movie yeah it, it um, is cool it was shot in the town we're in, where we grew up, mm -hmm. uh, Edwardsville. Our friend's house. Our friend's house is, is in the movie. In the movie. I yeah. mean, it was before he lived in it, but... It is still his yeah. house. And there's like a scene on the Chain of Rocks Bridge, which is a bridge um, out near St. Louis. Yep. Um, there are some scenes in St. Louis, so that's really cool. Yep. Um, like the courthouse in Edwardsville is like used as the police the station. Street. So, yeah, some different so stuff. hey, if you're from Edwardsville um, and you're listening to this and you want to see a movie that was shot in your town, check out The Empty Man. It's on HBO Max. The Empty Man. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. It is. Pretty good. Pretty solid horror movie, I would say. I would say there are definitely other horror movies you could watch that like, there are many yeah. other ones that would be a waste of time. But The Empty Man, solid. The Empty Man. Pretty solid. It's full of solid movies. <laughs> I feel like the thing that we do at the end of each episode, which is suggest movies to rent, but we did this the whole... We've been doing that the entire episode. The entire episode. <laughs> Look, we don't know what we're doing. Let's close it up with one more Terrence Malick Taylor Swift question. Okay. Okay. To end the episode, Evan's going to have to get this right. No, we're not going to stop until you get this right. <laughs> okay. And if you skipped through the game earlier, we played a game yeah. earlier that was entitled, Is This a <laughs> oh, Taylor yeah, Swift skipped, Lyric or Terrence Malick if you skipped, Line? Uh, sorry. You missed out. Yeah. Um, All right, I'm putting my thinking okay. cap on. What one haven't I done? Okay, this one I haven't done. All right. Um, autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place. Taylor Swift. 
dude. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor nice. Swift or Terrence Malick. <laughs> Taylor the new Swift. board game, Sweeping the Nation. Whenever you said Autumn, game. I was like, it's got to be Taylor Swift. Yeah, that was like the, <laughs> the only reason I didn't do that one earlier was because it was obvious. I but got you. you got it. So maybe you can come up with a game to quiz me next time. There we go. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that was Professional Appreciators. You got a ton of movie recommendations. Yeah. So we're going to give you time to go and watch them. Yes. Go Go, uh, go watch them and report back in go the comments. Forth. Yeah. Oh, just real quick, some housekeeping. If you're listening to us on audio, remember, if you want to watch, you can go over to YouTube at Why It's Great and watch our episodes. All of the full episodes are posted there. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and you found us that way, you can find us on Spotify, on Apple, on like Amazon Music, I think on like the most basic places you listen to podcasts. Anywhere you, you listen to there. a podcast, you can So find if it. you've enjoyed this, please subscribe, download the episodes, um, go watch on YouTube, leave a comment, let us know what some of your favorite underseen movies are in the comments. I will read them. Trust me. I will read every comment on yeah, this page. That's right. And so and he'll respond to every one of them. I too. will respond. <laughs> and give me, give me some more heartwarming ones. Someone left a really heartwarming I was comment. Completely touched. It, it really moved yeah, me. It was great. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, or you can troll. I don't care. Yeah. Either way, we'll have fun. Whatever. With it. Either way, I'm gonna have fun. So, yeah. either my heart's gonna be warmed, or I'm gonna sh- screenshot it, send to Evan, and be like, "Look at this," and then come poop. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. So uh, find us on audio. Find us on video. Subscribe. And until next time, see ya. Bye.